Hey, what's going on everybody and welcome back to a very, or should I say a rather, unexpected episode of the Out of Water podcast, hosted by yours truly, Frankie. How you doing? That would be me. How is everybody? So I wasn't going to do one this week because I kind of did two last week and I had no, absolutely no intention of doing a podcast this week. However, um, I've got the bug. I've got not, no, I've not got a disease. I've actually got the bug to do a podcast. Probably a j- dreadful t- term of words to use that were. I've got the bug. <laughs> I haven't got a bug. Fine. Top of the world, me. On top of the world. Prime of my life. <laughs> but yeah, I've just kind of, I've just done a YouTube live. I've just done an Instagram live. And I thought, while I'm in this talkative mood, why not grace your earlobes with my lovely, lovely voice? Said nobody ever. But how you doing? How's you been? How's your week been? How's it all been going? I hope you're all doing splendidly well. Um, and if you are over on the podcast or have come over to the podcast and you emailed me recently, uh, we are going to talk about the story in a little bit, but I don't know who you are. You didn't leave your name. So if you could email me back and let me know who you are in future, that would be lovely. But we'll talk about that in a little bit. So I hope you've had a good week. <clears throat> I had a splendidly childlike conversation with my little girl uh, the beginning of. Uh, it was so adorable. We were walking to school and it was quite windy. Um, and yeah, it was getting quite windy and she was getting highly frustrated with the fact that she couldn't get her hood on her jacket to stay up. She had to kind of keep hold of it and it just started to rain. And as it rained, she went, oh, I'm going to get soaked now. And I was like, don't worry, keep your hood up. It's fine. And she went, dad, dad, you're going to have to ring up this weatherman and tell him to stop putting this horrible weather out there. And I started laughing. And she says, what are you laughing at? I goes, the weatherman doesn't dictate the weather. He just kind of has a little bit of an educated guess at what the weather's going to be. He doesn't control it. He's not Mother Nature, sat up there with a load of switches and pressing all different buttons. He doesn't do that. He's not, he's not, the, um, he's not a wizard. <laughs> he's a weatherman. And she was like, what? And you bear in mind, she's only five. Um, I goes, yeah, she, he's a weatherman or weather, or weather woman. It's not just necessarily a man. And she was like, so he doesn't live in the clouds then? I was like, no. <laughs> I was at that point as a dad. Do you know where they're talking about unicorns and stuff and other things without saying it in case it spoils something for somebody? Um, and you're like, oh, it's the innocence of a child. It's so lovely. I was at that point, they would be like, oh, no, yeah, there's a man that lives in the clouds that dictates the weather or do I just be honest and I the, in that spare of the moment I was just honest and I went no don't live in the clouds is the weatherman lives at home like you and she was like well I've never seen him in my home and I went no don't live with us <laughs> and they don't live with me I don't it's a it's a term of words he has a home that he goes to where he's probably got a wife and kids and all the rest of it and she just couldn't believe it. She genuinely thought the guy on the TV, the weatherman, was he lives in a cloud and he controls the weather like some sort of crazy wizard. <laughs> I think I kind of, she just went silent after that, after me kind of going, no, that's not how it works. She was like mute all the way to school. I think she was just coming to terms with the acceptance. I wasn't quite ready to tell her that unicorns ain't real either, but that's another story altogether. <laughs> but yeah, it was a good conversation to be had. It was lovely. It was quite adorable. And I just, it kind of, sometimes when you hold a conversation with her, you forget how little she is because obviously she's around her two older siblings. So she's quite mature for her age. She's quite grown up and she's very clever. I remember at that age with my other two kids, I was into like doing like magic and tricking them and like um, 
like pulling a coin out from behind the ear, making things magically disappear, like trick of the uh, trick of the hand sort of like pranks and stuff like that. Whereas Phoebe is very intelligent, and when I pull something out from behind her ear, she doesn't even have to question it. She goes, "Dad, you already had it in your hand. You just hid it behind your fingers." And I don't think I'm quite ready for that sort of maturity from her. To be honest, I wanted to be little. And I wanted to enjoy the little things that I do. But yeah, she's very mature. And I think that kind of, that conversation that we had um, about the weatherman not living in the clouds and controlling and dictating the weather was quite adorable. And it just reminded me that she is still quite little. And yeah, it's it's adorable in its own right. Um, so yeah, anyway, I hope you're all doing well. Um, I have actually heard from somebody in the podcast, from the, a listener of the podcast this week, who sent me this email um obviously i'll read what it says it doesn't say not to in future anybody emails or voice notes or anything like that um the podcast over on the email address which is out of water podcast at gmail.com one more time that is out of water podcast at gmail.com just leave in the email if it's for one if it's okay to read out on the podcast because some people message me and they don't particularly want it read out on the podcast live which is absolutely fine um i won't do that some people like things to be read out, but leave the name out of it. Um, this next person um, hasn't given me the opportunity to do that because they've not included the name. So the email reads, when, I, when it loads, please load, please load. There we go. We get, we get there in the end. So the email reads, hi there, Frankie. I've been listening to your podcast for a short time and it is funny. Um, please, can you take a moment to check out this link he's not gonna catch me here any am i being catfished here <laughs> um please check out the following link in regards to what you spoke about on the podcast laugh out loud it should make you laugh now obviously i check the links i have like an, a link checker yep i have one of those to make sure no one's trying to get me under the illusion of a link when it's not a link and it's a virus so i do have one of those and i have checked the link out now obviously in order to check the link out um i have to sort of open the link now i haven't read the story i've just kind of bookmarked it and kind of kept it where it needs to be and that is where we're going to go from there so the headline reads are we all ready <sighs> right here we go where are we Please load. Right, so the headline reads, I went, you're all going to laugh now, to a BDSM dungeon. We are learning something new every day, aren't we? To learn more about sex and what I saw blew my mind. I bet that's not all it blown either, you dirty mucker. Um, oh, no, it's a woman. <laughs> uh, okay, so I'm not going to mention the lady's name, but... Given that she works as a sex columnist, it would be fair to assume that Blankety Blank knows a lot about the six. Uh, while she spent years writing and talking about this topic, it seems there's still plenty more to learn. So she recently decided, I don't know how recent this was, this were, but she recently decided to dive deep into, deep, in, into the deep end and embark on a new sexual adventure experimenting firsthand what goes on in the scenes of the underground world of sex. So let's just be, what's it called? BDSM. This is some sort of underground thing. And people laugh that I never heard of it. I'm not a womble. I don't live underground. <laughs> I don't know anything about the underground. The, the, all I know about the underground is it's the sound of the underground. 
Something, something, round, down, round. That was a song from the 890s, wasn't it? I think that's about as far as I go with my knowledge of the underground. So this is going to open my eyes, I assume. So the woman who's 35 has a YouTube channel. Um, she visits brothels, dungeons, sex parties to, to discover more about the stigmatised industry. Uh, speaking to the newspaper, the person said, um, it was a shocking experience during the filming. It was. She owed her. It was a shocking experience during the filming. Mm. <laughs> um, she said, it recently occurred to me that in spite of all the years I've spent talking about sex, I've yet to have a lot of different sexual experiences. And so this series on my YouTube channel, Self Promotion, was basically... Born out of me wanting to embark on a new sexual adventure and to really learn firsthand about what goes on, I thought it said vile, in the these veal of the sex industry. Okay, that's, don't tell me that's. I've learned, this is not me, not a confession, I've learned so much about my myself, both sexually and emotionally, through the process of filming. I was quite nervous. Get to the juice. Okay. So she visited a BDSM, say it again, BDSM dungeon, um, where her mistress showed her some of the tools. Here we go. Jesus, please don't be pictures. Some of the tools that her clients used that really blew her mind. Uh, she recalls clients request. Clients request her to perform everything on them. From spanking to being chained up and subject to fire play. Fucking fire play. Do you not learn nothing when you're a kid? Don't play with matches. Jesus Christ, the closest I've got to fire play is playing with Charmander from fucking Pokemon. Jesus, maybe lighting a candle. Being a bit crazy there, aren't a bit reckless lighting a candle. Not in a sexy way either. Uh, I was taken aback by just how far some people are willing to be pushed. Me too! Me fucking too. When it comes to pain, uh, what I seen was unreal. A full-size coffin, which is used to keep people in for hours at a time if they misbehave during play. This is fucking... What? A coffin? Jesus Christ. I'd have, a, I'd have a heart attack. I'd need the coffin. They fucking put me in afterward. My partner tried hopping inside. She brought a fucking partner along with her. And having the lid closed while the mistress sat on top of it. He was breathless. I bet he was. Not much oxygen in them boxes. After just a few minutes inside. Oh my fucking... Now come on people. I know a lot of people took the piss out of me a few weeks ago. Saying oh yeah I bet you knew what it was. I didn't. I didn't know what, what was it BDS. I didn't I mean, no, no inkling of what that were. Um, A coffin. Can we all agree that's probably a bit far. Imagine, you imagine lying in bed with your missus. You're right, love. Yeah, what you you fancy a bit tonight? Oh, I don't know. My coffin, my coffin's got um, my coffin's got a headache. <laughs> Jesus Christ, you can't do that. Madness. Anyway, um, she also had another eye-opening experience at a sex party during the filming, which claims that she's had, which claims she had a big impact on her on her personal relationship she explained the sex party really opened my eyes to the benefits of sexual non-monogamy 
I thought it said Monopoly. <laughs> I sparked a conversation with my partner about our own ideas around branching out sexually as a couple that ultimately helped bring us closer together. So would she do it all again? A hundred percent, she says. My God, I'm sorry, but that coffin's through me. That really has. I'm, I don't. I can't get my head around that. Where's the Where's the fun in that? Am I just being closed-minded? Where's the fun? Don't get it. Don't get it at all. Anyway, moving on to the um, the next story. So the headline reads: Doctors warn against worrying trend of using toothpaste. You know that lovely cream that you clean your teeth with. As lubricant. That's right, people. Some lunatics out there are slapping that on the woodpecker. Imagine that. Woo! Do you know if you've got a little bit of a nick on your lip or you've got a bit of an ulcer or something and a little bit of toothpaste hits it and you go, oh, fucking hell, because it hurts. Just imagine that on your winky. No, thanks. I'm all right. A doctor has urged the public to not use toothpaste as lubricant. Well, obviously, after several people shared their painful experiences on social media. I mean, it wouldn't even work as a lubricant, surely. Over the last few... I don't mean the, take the pain element out of it. I mean the slippy, slippy slide. It wouldn't work, would it? No, it wouldn't work. Over the last few months, a number of posts have cropped up on Reddit. That dark place of the internet. Detailing people's experiences of using toothpaste as lubricant during sex or masturbation. Oh, you dirty bastard. And they sound incredibly painful. They fucking do as well. You would think that most people would know better than to try this out for themselves at home. But apparently not. Anything for a thrill? You know me? A fucking thrill seeker over here? As such, a medical expert has stepped in to warn people of the dangers that can occur if you put toothpaste anywhere other than your teeth. Wow, okay. So, Dr. You-Know-Who. That's not his name. We're not going to name him. A consultant in gynecology um, has revealed how the product can cause serious infections or even worse chemical burns if used on genitalia uh speaking to the newspaper she said toothpaste can concern can contain ingredients such as bleaching agents peppermint or scented oils which can be irritating or abrasive we strongly advise no one do this well, yeah. Now, listen, I'm going to slightly defend people that have tried this because there is um, a, a body a body wash out there, isn't there? Um, which is made of tea. Is it? It's, I don't know what it's called. I can't think of it. But it's basically made of tea leaves and and peppermint, I believe. And I'm not going to lie. It's quite nice on the old private areas when you use it. It's nice. It's a nice tingly feeling. And I'm sure I'm not alone. And I'm sure many people smiled when I said that because we all know how nice it feels. I get it. The nice tingly sensation. Lovely. We're all about it. Anything for a giggle in this world. However, looking at toothpaste, out of all the products on that bathroom shelf, you look at toothpaste and go, do you know what? I'm using toothpaste tonight. What possesses the person to even consider Slapping toothpaste anywhere other than the teeth is beyond me. So, yes, don't do it, people. It's a bit silly, really. And you probably end up burning your pecker. <laughs> so, the next story. Oh, this is all sex, sex, sex tonight. Um, woman who works for a sex toy company shares strangest questions that customers ask. 
Oh, there's going to be some filth here, isn't there? Um, a woman who works on the customer care team at Blank, a luxury sex toy and wellness brand, has shared some of the most unusual parts of her job, also some of her best. Intimate lifestyle company so-and-so sells nu- numerous of different types of sex toys. Eat anything from ones. You're a wizard, Harry. To a clitoral stimulators and devices for couples to use. Hopefully not fucking toothpaste. And we all... <laughs> and we all... And as well as having a talented team of people who come up with the ideas for the products and bring them to life, they also have a dedicated... It's a pretty brochure I'm reading. A dedicated customer care team. You're under like, yeah, okay, we get it. Great, well done, great job. Um, let's read it. Where's Where are they? Where is it? Where's the stuff? So they've heard... So here we go. We get a lot of emails from customers and some of them are quite fascinating, to be honest. They are all wonderful in their each, each in their own way, even the weird ones. We've had unexpected husbands thinking our products are a blender and some of them try to use it that way. What the hell is what? We had one. We have heard of odd mishaps with pets again more times than we care to imagine and some of these pets were very exotic ones what i can't even comprehend how that would work this then some concerned customers fear they will become addicted to our products we blame sex and the city for this one she continues i cannot even recount the number of times we've received complaints about our products only to realize they were talking about competitors' products. Also, we've had guys looking to buy a toy for their girlfriend, unsure which size to buy, and asking us whether there was a convers- a conversion chart for the size of their winkies and our toys. They're just being a bit rude, aren't they? They've got no interest in that. <laughs> well, they have, but just not the interest you're thinking. Uh, for me, the best one, this is not me confessing, this is the uh, story. For me, the best one I received was from a lady who wanted to know about our privacy policy. It seemed that she had received our newsletter with the subject line, So, you just had sex? Right after having sex, and was convinced we were listening into our customers. Oh dear, that's ridiculous. They're a bit they're a bit tame to be honest. I thought there'd be some right filthy ones in there, hence the bookmark. But no, it's a pretty tame one there is to be fair. So next headline reads Mom mortified as husband sends uncropped photo after birth to his entire family. A woman took to TikTok to share an embarrassing story of how her husband unknowingly exposed a very personal detail to her family in a video that has been viewed more than 715,000 times. Um, A mum was left mortified when her husband sent a picture to his entire family after their baby was born that left very little to the imagination. Uh, The user revealed her partner sent photos that were taken in the delivery room just moments after the little one was born to his whole family. But what he had failed to notice was that his wife was in a hospital gown and was still up around her waist, leaving everything below the hips on show. In a video, 
in a video that's been viewed, we got that, you had that first time. The mum of three dropped her head in her hands and thought back on the embarrassing moment. Oh, that's golden, there is. Obviously, they're not going to show it. But, yeah. Yeah, they, but he basically, in the excitement of it all, he shared the picture with his family. And, yeah, there's a picture, but it's obviously it's X-rated out. And she's got her, her lady carriage, shall we say, on full display. Um, that must have been stupidly embarrassing. However, not too embarrassing to go and talk about it on TikTok. So fair play to the woman. Um, anyway, we're going to move on to the next part of the podcast, which is Dear Debbie Downer. This is the part of the podcast where we talk and we read agony aunt letters that are not written to me, but I pull them off the internet and I read them as if they were written to me. Me being Debbie, um, who's a bit of a downer, hence Debbie Downer. So... We've got a few of these today, but we're going to jump straight in. The first one says, Forbidden Feelings. I've started having feelings for my youngest sister, and I know they aren't appropriate. Damn right, you fucking perv. Sorry, meant to save me feelings till the end, aren't we? Shame this guy isn't. (laughs) I've started having feelings for my youngest sister, and I know they aren't appropriate. We are from a big family and i have three sisters as well as a brother i study at the same college as this sister and we have spent a lot of time together just the two of us lately well yeah your brother and sister Uh, sorry let me shut up i'm 23 and she is 19 she is very clever and very beautiful when she got a new boyfriend recently i was overwhelmed with jealousy i was enraged i wanted to be the one kissing her I know ugh. I know it's wrong, you damn right it is. And I need to shake myself out of it. Please help. Oh, Jesus. Ugh. I can't even joke on that. That's wrong on so many levels. The reason your sister's kicking about with you is because you're her older brother. She probably looks up to you. I'm pretty sure the feelings aren't reciprocated. That is the right word, isn't it? I'm pretty sure it's just you having the pervy feelings and you do definitely need to give your head a wobble. Oh, Jesus. Oh, God, Jesus Christ. I can't even... I'm going to move on from that one. That's disgusting. Disgusting. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. Looking at your siblings like that. What's up with the world? Anyway, lockdown and dirty. I'm suspicious about my husband's lockdown walks with another woman. Well, why is he going on walks? It's lockdown. Anyway, I am suspicious about my husband's lockdown walks with another woman. He is 37 and I'm 34. And I've discovered that he's been on several long rambles through the woods with a woman from our village. He denies anything has happened, but it made me feel really insecure. Six years ago, when we first got together... We had a sexual encounter with a family friend. What? While out hiking. Let me just read that again. Six years ago, when we first got together. Oh, he. Fucking Jesus. It says he, not we. Um, he had a sexual encounter with a family friend while out hiking. I forgave him, but his new woodland walks have brought it all back again. We've been married for three years and I love him dearly, but I don't feel I can trust him. Our sex life is practically non-existent. This is eating away at me. How do I approach this? Well, there's so many questions I've got there. 
For one, why is he going out? Who is this person? Who is she? Who is she? That's the question on everyone's lips. Who is she? And why is he going for a walk in the woods with her? Bit odd. Even if there weren't a lockdown. And there is a lockdown, so why is he wandering about the place? Went to be in a lockdown. Stretch your legs, but... If he's abiding by the rules, the two-metre rule, you're perfectly safe. If he's not, I'd be concerned. That's a dodgy one, though, that is, isn't it? But yeah, he shouldn't be going out here anyway. And you've got every reason to be a bit weird. It's a weird situation, and I hope you sort it out. Um, and next one. Moving on to the next one. She said, he said. Uh, Hubby caught me flirting with our gardener, and his anger issues have escalated ever since. Dear Debbie Dana, the last two years of my marriage have been dominated by my husband's explosive temper. I'm so tired of him throwing me out, and at this time, I might leave for good. I've been with my husband for 30 years, and the first 28 were very happy. He's 65, and I'm 56. He was always been quick to lose it with his road rage over the top political opinions but never took this out on me that is until recently he caught me flirting with our gardener over text and things have changed well yeah damn right they've changed you dirty old cow uh, now it's not unusual for him to swear and throw stuff across the kitchen like a fucking poltergeist <laughs> He calls me an embarrassment and says I have no respect for him or our marriage, which, to be fair, he's got a point. Um, I try to be the perfect wife, but any small thing sets off another outburst, and that ends in him kicking me out to stay at my sister's. I mean, you both, you he's in his 60s, you're in your 50s. Jesus Christ, you should be chilling out any time of life, surely. Um, what can I do? Well, don't flirt with the gardener would be a good start, wouldn't it? To be perfectly honest, you did kind of put the worm in the wormhole, didn't you? Because you kind of started by... It wasn't like your gardener was running you like, hey, how you doing? Like, harmlessly doing it like that. It says, you've said it yourself, that you did it through text, which is a whole different ball game. So, yeah, I think he's got every right to be a bit pissed off. Obviously, you don't need the outburst, you don't need the anger. That's probably something he... I love how he answers things like they've actually wrote to me. They're never even going to hear this, are they? But yeah, I think he's got every right to be pissed off. But if he keeps kicking you out, probably take the mint. Probably not worth the aggro. But yeah, don't flirt with the fucking god or anybody else for that matter. Jesus. Anyway, the last one for this week. Female fixation. I have hot... This is not me again. Although it's not far off what I think. I have hot lesbian fantasies. While having sex with my boring husband. That's not very nice, is it? Calling him boring. Um, Dear Debbie Downer, despite being happily married to a man for 16 years, I now feel that I might be a lesbian. We got hitched when I was 22. He's now 42. Um, I'm 38 and we have two sons together. We were childhood sweethearts and I never regretted settling down so young. Um, but I have begun to realise my husband doesn't turn me on. If we're in bed together, I imagine I am with another woman. That is the only thing that does it for me. Plot twist, so does he. <laughs> I regret not experimenting more when I was younger, and I'm even considering asking my husband for a threesome to test out my theories. Well, that's not going to end well, is it? 
So, do I need to accept that I'm now... Do I need to now accept I'll never know my sexual fulfilment? Please help. Right, I'm quite intrigued at what the Agony Aunt says here, so we're going to read it. So, the Agony Aunt says, Sexuality is rarely black and white, but on a spectrum, so it's entirely possible that you... that who you find attractive can change. While a threesome might seem like the best answer, it'll only complicate things. You may cause trust issues and your partner might become insecure. <laughs> I don't know why I'm doing this voice. Talk with him about what makes it feel like you're missing. There might be things that you can do, both in and out of the bedroom, to satisfy your needs. I'm sending you my... I'm not sending you nothing. Thank you very much for the information. So, yeah, my story is... I think as you get older, your tastes change, don't they? I think they do. I think it's perfectly fine and natural to completely... Not completely, but for things to change a little bit. Like, what I need to be really careful not to talk about my own little things because I'm being very, very open here. But things change. Um, we like something, you might be a butt man when you're younger, as you get older, you might be more a booby man, who knows, you might change, or you might like a bit of both, it's a bit like me, I like bacon, I also like cheese, guess what, put them together, oh, it's game on, it is game on, it's just, um, that was one of my Frankie-risms there, that were, um, but yeah, there's, there's, there's no harm in thinking other people are attractive, it's if you act on it, that's the issue, isn't it? Um, anyway, that's your that's your kind of worms, me duck. Good luck to you. <laughs> anyway, that is pretty much the podcast this week. Um, I hope you've enjoyed it. And like I said, I was in a really good mood. Wanted to kind of roll out and do a podcast. So here I am doing a podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it. Um, if you do want to get yourself involved with the podcast and you have like a funny news story you might like to share or you just want to leave a little bit of feedback for the podcast and say hello, then you can do so by reaching me over on the email address, which is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. One more time, that is outofwaterpodcast at gmail.com. That's it. That's all I've got for you. 30 minutes in the bag. Not too bad, eh? Have a good week, everybody. Um, thanks again for checking in, and I'll catch up with you all very, very soon. Until next time, toodly-doo.